Hi, I'm Paul Jay, and welcome to the Analysis.News podcast. This episode is produced in collaboration with Other News. Other News is an international press platform that disseminates analysis, insights, and information about global issues in English, Spanish, and Italian. You can find it at other-news.info. Most roads into Bolivia's major cities are being blockaded by thousands of people protesting the third postponement of national elections by a far-right government installed by a coup against the elected leader, Evo Morales. Morales was pressured to resign on November the 10th, 2019, and fled to Mexico and is now living in Argentina. Why did Morales leave? What is the current balance of forces as the situation grows even more tense amidst a raging COVID-19 surge? Now joining us to discuss the situation in Bolivia, the general strike and blockade organized by indigenous groups across the country and the National Workers' Federation is from Bolivia, Carlos Arias. He's a Bolivian journalist and editor. Since 1995, he's worked at news desks in two main newspapers in his country as foreign news editor, web editor, and multimedia chief editor at El Deber, El Deber, Deber, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, in his hometown in Santa Cruz de la Sierra, and as chief editor of La Razón, leading newspaper in Bolivia's capital, La Paz. And once Carlos joins us, he can correct me on all my butchering of these names. And joining us from Buenos Aires in Argentina is Tony Phillips. He works as a journalist for Other News in South America. He was a delegate to the Conference for the Defense of the Rights of Mother Earth in Cochabamba, Bolivia in 2010. He's published three books, two on finance, one on climate, and he, he currently investigates climate change, energy, and national debt dynamics in South America. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you, Paul. You're very welcome. Uh, Carlos, so what's the situation on the streets and highways now? Uh, What is happening in terms of repression of the protests? So give us a picture of of the current situation, and then we'll get into how we got here. Sure, sure, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. And hi, Tony. Uh, Thank you for the interview. It's really nice to talk to you. Uh, This is uh, a difficult time for for Bolivia again. um, We're always... uh, used to to live at the edge of a cliff and always pretending to be surprised to be again at this point and this is where we are right now surprised that we are again at this uh difficult moment uh today the president of the the uh the government of um Janine Añez she has signed a law that um has put a date on on the elections they will be held on uh, 18 October 18. Uh, that's the the date. Uh, this was done under pressure from uh, the Movimiento al Socialismo, the the, the people the, the the people that supports former President Evo Morales. They are out in the in the highways of the country, blocking uh, circulation from town to town since maybe 10 days ago and this situation and, and the response by the government and other uh, 
parts of the of the society has brought us to this point of tensions again uh, with the background of a lot of economic crisis due to the uh, closure for because of the of the COVID-19 epidemic so that's pretty much a crisis over a crisis and and the situation well it's now clear that we have a date for voting again uh, i think um, aside from from the tension the political tension and and the the, the speech that each side is um, is uh, is you know airing and and and, and showing uh, there's a lot of political calculation, um, not just by the government, but by the all, all of the, the, the all, all of the other candidates, including the mass, uh, which has uh, I, I was telling you before the interview has uh, very very high uh, possibilities of, of of being like the the first vote the first party voted in the elections so there's a lot of tension in in the country around this again that's pretty much much the situation and i hope the that the the election date on october 18 will clarify some of the points that are at, at stake right now now this is the what the fourth date in the last few months the, uh, they keep postponing the dates sure 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 so is there any reason to think they're actually going to keep this one well it is a law now the the president has signed it so it's supposed to be in her interest too she's a candidate and that's been difficult for for the government to have a president uh and a candidate who has to manage different level of crisis health crisis public crisis uh, economic crisis and political crisis. Um, so yeah, we we, uh, 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 we have um, lost one year of schools. We had only one month of schools uh, in February. Then schools closed, and now the the government has closed the the, the educational year for this year. So it's it's you know it's it's hitting us in different levels. You see the cities there. I, I can see my, my city where, where, from where I live. I, I can see a, a couple of, of avenues. And, you know, you see normality. You see a lot of cars. You see, but there's a lot of people really being hit. And uh, I think poverty is going to return to the country in, 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 the, in, the, you know, in the coming months. It's, it's going to be really difficult. That's my perception, and um, yeah, that, that's the situation, yes. Um, Tony, I know you, you follow the situation in, in Bolivia quite closely. Um, from what I understood, both in terms of reading the progressive media, but also even the business media, uh, you know, from Bloomberg to others, uh, Evo Morales' government was generally considered, I thought, to be doing pretty well, uh, that the economy uh, you know, was doing, you know, compared at least to much of uh, Latin America, was doing fine in, in, in terms of compared to uh, Venezuela and some of the other places with progressive governments. Uh, you know, Evo was kind of considered the success story. Was it was that true? Was the economy more or less well managed under Morales? And, and if so, then what happened? Um, the economy in Bolivia was managed well for Bolivia. It was managed well for the people of Bolivia, for the government of Bolivia. That is not necessarily the case for certain private sectors. 
uh, where a lot of um, well, certain parts of the of the system were nationalized. So uh, that did do well for for income for the government. It, it brought in more taxes. Those taxes were used uh, for various various things, but they were also used to stabilize the economy and to give money to 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 the poorer people. So in that way, there was stability. There was inflation stability. There was uh, political stability. Uh, if it was reelected and reelected again. Um, however, uh, certain groups, especially in in the the jungle regions. Never really fully accepted uh, Avo's protagonism as as an indigenous leader, but just pure racism, but also economics. They didn't like, I guess, the policies of uh, of to some extent nationalization. Uh, I think nationalization was uh, directed to to uh, hydrocarbons, so uh, mostly gas that we export to Argentina and to uh, Brazil. Um, a lot of other uh, areas were, were benefited by by the uh, economic politics of, of Evo's government. I think the failure, the, the, there were like two or three, but the two main, and, and I have to add corruption to that, but the two main were, uh, first of all, um, the, the Movimiento al Socialismo, the, the Evo's party did not... Um, Allow to to appear any other fig, political figure that w that could you know be uh, after Evo, so there was no other candidate uh, rather than Evo, and when his candidature his 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 figure failed, uh, then there was this there's these accusations of fraud and they have been widely uh, you know aired. Um, and and in, in this in this point, the Movimiento al Socialismo broke the social contract of the vote. People felt that their vote was betrayed, and even if they were not at all, uh, you know, um, supportive of Evo or or just did manage to, you know, okay, he's the president and we'll respect that, but he's not, he they were not affected to him. Mm, a lot of people felt felt that the, the there was uh, th that the fraud broke that social contract. And that's when when Evo Morales government fell because they they, they he, he, it eroded its its legitimacy from the inside. Aside from that is the corruption and and well that that's that's uh, that's what what brought him to this point. The uh, accusation of fraud, obviously, they denied it. I, I thought there's. A lot of the accusations have turned out not to be true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, what was the, what was the fraud? If there actually was such, we we can't know. We can't know since uh, there's there hasn't been interest even from the uh, the, the 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 actual government of of Janine Agnes. They are not interested in saying, okay, the fraud was ten percent, fifteen percent. We don't know how much fraud it was there. Um, the situation was created and, and it evolved rapidly. Uh, it 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 uh, arises mainly from the cities, which are you know richer than than the the the, vote, the the voters base of Evo Morales. So 
Yeah, it's kind of a, a nebula there of w what really happened. We don't know the numbers of how much fraud was there, and even if it was, even if it was a small fraction, obviously, you know, you can say there was fraud and that. But I think the problem was that uh, Evo Morales was, you know, trying to be always the central figure, and and he didn't know when to step aside and let the to renew the, the party and renew the, the speech and renew the, the image of, of uh, his government. And, and I think that eroded his, his position. Uh, he had he had done, I think it was two terms, and he was not supposed to do a third, according to the Constitution. And then they tried to have that change in a referendum. And in fact, yep. Morales lost. And then he they found, they tried to find a way through the courts. Uh, did, did people... Was there kind of a general feeling that he was hanging on too long? Yes, of course, of course. He was—he's the, the the president has that has been longer and and you know, uh, like fourteen years, fourteen and something years, and you, people would have, you know, would have respected if he, him better if he stepped aside for maybe one term, two terms, and then try to come back to make a comeback. But the Movimiento Socialismo was too uh, too centered around his image and too centered around his uh, name to allow an, any other leader to 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 show up and to you know to come forward and as a candidate. Now they're uh, uh, trying to to do that with the former uh, economy minister uh, Luis Arce, which. Uh, he's like urban, and he's he has a, 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 a good appeal amongst uh, people in the cities. But you know, the, they could have done it before. They could have done it better. That I think it could have been different on, on, in another story if they hadn't, you know, made this mistake of of being too much around Evo Morales. I think that that was a problem. Uh, Tony, so if I understand it correctly, you get this sort of a disillusionment with Morales, and then the far right takes advantage of this. Am I understanding it correctly as well? As the uh, some sections, very right wing sections of the Catholic Church are very involved in organizing the coup. Uh, talk about that. There was a disagreement as to whether or not uh, Evo should stand, but he pushed that through, and in the end, the courts gave way and said yes, he could stand. It was probably not a good idea to do that. That happens in many countries in in South America. It's a, it's a, it's something. It sometimes it can be difficult to to plan for a secession, especially when uh, a party is doing particularly well and there's almost a guaranteed win for the for the, the the member of that party. Um, as far as the uh, the church is concerned, the church has been very vocal. Um, very recently, actually, uh, I was looking at uh, the United Nations website yesterday, and one of the main people that they were working with uh, died uh, in El Alto. He's a he was a, a um, he's a bishop, and he was actually one of the main spokespeople trying to keep the peace. He died of COVID, by the way. Uh, he was an Italian who had originally who'd moved over there, and he was uh, made a bishop by the current pope, and he was made um, assistant bishop by the previous pope. The, the church is important, and the church can be right-wing. Now, I think one part of that is um, 
the current government, the interim government, the coup government, the, the government that will eventually allow, hopefully, uh, an election is quite uh, Catholic, uh, conservative Catholic. I mean, uh, if you look at uh, some of the main people in there, including some of the people who are actually standing for election, like uh, Camacho, uh, but also the uh, the um, the minister for the interior who heads up the the uh, the armed forces and the police, Murillo. Both of those are conservative Catholics, and the the church seems to be largely on the side of the current government. In fact, when this government took power, Camacho, who who, uh, who was from Santa Cruz, and I'm sure Carlos can fill us in on the details on Camacho, he actually took a Bible to uh, the um, the assembly, to the to the, the the Congress, and put it down on the floor of the of the of the Congress, saying. Uh, the uh, the church has returned to the state, if you like. Now, the reason for that is because um, the state is plurinational at the moment. That is something that Evo did in order to give more visibility uh, for the cosmovision, for the thinking, the way that people uh, want to run the country, which um, which the Aymara and the Quechua peoples. Evo uh, is my Aymara, and he worked a lot with the Quechuas as well when he was working. Uh, uh, in the coca farms and uh, also as a miner. So he wanted to make the country plurinational, which would give people a chance to have all of the different viewpoints of the different ethnic groups in the country, a chance to uh, uh, to work together. And what does that mean, plurinational? What, what did that look like? Or plurinational what? means um, you look at essentially each of the ethnic groups as having the the capacity to be a nation. It actually comes a lot from, from the, uh, if you look at the, the state of, uh, of Spain, it's broken up into, uh, various groups. You know, you've got, um, say the, the Catalan and, uh, the, um, other groups. Each of those groups recognize their own autonomy and therefore recognize their own way of doing things, uh, uh politically and their own policies. So plurinationality is is a way of bringing together various peoples within a state so that you can still have a unified state, but different groups uh, working together, each with their own way of doing things. It sounds like Canada and Quebec. It is a bit like Canada because you recognize the uh, uh, the autonomy of the of the Inuit people, no? Uh, yeah, there are sovereign nations that have certain rights on their land. And then the relationship to Quebec, Quebec has its own civil law, its own first language. So it's somewhat similar. Yeah, there's there's. There's plurilinguistics as well. Uh, I mean, Evo, when he was a kid, he, he grew up speaking Aymara. He learned to speak Quechua when he was, when he was working in, in the mines and, and he speaks Spanish too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's three languages in one. It's, it's important. Now, what that did was replace the Republic. And that's what the current government has been trying to do. They've been trying to bring back the Republic and the Republic in, in traditional in the traditional Catholic sense, actually required certain positions to be, uh, to, to have Catholic people in those positions. So Evo wanted to bring back, wanted to bring plurinationality, but he also wanted to create a secular state, which would recognize the religions of the Aymara and the Quechua people too. So, so you have a government now that came to power through a coup, 
uh, it, it, the, it, the, it's, if I understand, there's been a lot of police repression uh, against the uh, Moss supported movement for socialist uh, supporters. Um, they're very uh, far out there religiously. It's a real right wing Catholic government. Um, the what do what's where what's the mood of the country, uh, especially in the big cities, that they may have been uh, have lo- lost patience or not like that Evo Morales held on too long, but look what they got. So what do, what do they think of this current government? It's a it's a difficult moment. I, I was I started by saying that it's a difficult moment, and and most mostly I think this level of conflict that we have right now is kind of a part of the electoral campaign. You know, it has replaced uh, meetings or big meetings or or ad, uh, political advertising in media uh, through activity and 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 through blockades. It, the, 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 this kind of, of actions have taken place in the in the electoral campaign on the Evos party side the, the, this uh, the, the blockades are a way to you know um, reunite the voters on, of, from rural bases from the countryside and the effect it's having on the city is um, well I think it's it's a Difficult for the for for Evo or for his candidate because it's alienating uh, uh, the, the the people in the cities. The people in, in the urban people is really tired of the situation, and but I think that's how how the thing uh, how how it's it's being done on on this moment. The 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 blockades are. Uh, mainly uh, the, the replacement for for the for the for the electoral campaign. Um, I was saying b- before that the Movimiento al Socialismo has around 30%, maybe more, of the, of the voters. Well, that's the, the hard base of voters that always was around Evo. Uh, so if you see this year of, or maybe eight months of conflict, you, you, you will ask why, are, why uh, the Movimiento al Socialismo has still so many uh, so uh, such a large base of 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 voters well i think it's because of whatever uh, of uh, um, i think it's because of what tony was saying before this um the 14 years of movimiento socialismo were it it, rep- it got to represent the feeling and the in, in to identify the feeling of the people through this uh, plurinational declaration of of the state uh, which includes all 36 uh, nation, nations in the country, people felt represented and they felt that they had access and they felt included. So th- the response is that they are still there around Evo and around his candidate and around the uh, Movimiento Socialismo and willing to go to the to the streets and to, to, to make these blockades and to challenge this, uh, the, 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 the current government. So I think that's that's the feeling on the uh, Movimiento Socialismo electoral base. On the other side, on the cities, uh, people is already, you know, crazy and mad and, and angry about what's happening uh, because people would like to have normality again and would like to go to vote and would like to feel uh, represented. A lot of people don't see 
don't see uh, the, the 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 right now. The, the right at this moment is really divided, and after f- almost 15 years of of Evo Morales, it hasn't been able to unify around the candidate. It has happened in other countries in South America, and it's happening right now in in Bolivia. Uh, it has four main candidates, and they won't unite around any of, of them. So they're divided and they will, will go to vote and probably Movimiento al Socialismo will win. And that's making that, that that's making a lot of people angry, a lot of voters angry and feeling, you know, disappointed of the situation because there's nobody to stand against as, as they would like to, to have somebody to stand against. Um, we have... Uh, one candidate, uh, Carlos Mesa, which is going to is, is considered the useful the, the useful vote. If you have to uh, avoid Evo from returning, you have to vote for Carlos Mesa. That's what they say. But uh, you know the the, the the big problem the, and and and, this, and the big problem on the right is that they still ha- don't have one figure that will unite them all uh, and to to stand against uh, Evo Morales and and his candidate where where what is the attitude of the working class in the cities uh, they were they not supportive of Moss and are they still uh, there's an analysis that's around in in from, coming from La Paz uh, it says that also there's division in the mass uh, also the the mass the movimiento al socialismo the the Evo's party uh, is divided and what happened in these 14 years is that Evo Morales was, uh, he was from the left, but he was a center figure after all. He managed to keep things, you know, running. He managed the economy running. Uh, there's a lot of things you can throw at him at, uh, at this point, yes, but he kept uh, most of the radical base of the, you know, the, the, the lower the, the, the labor in the country or uh, indigenous groups uh, very radical they they had to to you know to move aside and let evo go uh, you know run the country at this point there's a division where you have the 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 more center movimiento socialismo around the the, the luis arce the, the candidate of of mass uh, but there's also groups and these are going with the uh, Central Obrera Boliviana, which is the the, the, labor, the main labor organization in the country. And there are a lot of, of, of people from left and far left, which are not so peaceful and are moving things towards, you know, more pressure and more maybe uh, more maybe violence. So what has hap- what's happening today today is that the Central Obrera Boliviana, the, the, this labor organization, has said that they reject the the, um, 18, no, the October 18 date for elections. So you know we have another spin to the <laughs> to, to the situation where you have pressure from the labor uh, in in the in the cities. Uh, Tony, uh, the same question in terms of the attitude of the working class. And, and back to sort of my almost my one of my first questions, because uh, uh, I think the two things are connected. I mean, Morales seemed to be governing with policies that were like social democratic policies that were more favorable to the workers and the indigenous people in the countryside. Um, 
so what if he stayed on too long? I mean, uh, I can get people didn't like that perhaps, but given the alternative, uh, you know, being a far right, ultra religious Catholic government, uh, how, why, why would they not rally around Moss now? Well, they did. What happened was um, in the elections, Avo won. He won in the first round. And the question about uh, uh, fraud it was taken up by the MIT in, in the United States, and they did a full analysis in the MIT of all the statistics that came through from everywhere in Bolivia, and they disproved the fraud claim. There was no fraud claim, but there was a claim of fraud which was supported by the OAS, and that was in turn supported by the U.S. government. And then internally, somehow that was also supported by the Catholic Church and the military, both of whom suggested to Evo that he stand down. Now, he won the election, so he would have won the elections anyway. Well, hang on. Then, then why did he stand down? He won the election. So what if the church and even the military... Pressure him. He why didn't he call on you know millions of people to come to the streets and defend him, uh, to, the way ha what happened in Caracas when the coup against Chavez took place? Mostly because the the cities, uh, the people in the cities uh, are aroused and and they were they were um, in the streets. They blockade all all the, the the cities, the main cities in the country. And they forced the situation to the point where he had to resign because the country wasn't running anymore. The only way to go around that would be to to use police or use the military. And that, you know, uh, even at the, at the worst points in 2008, where there was a lot more uh, tension in the country, uh, the Evo Morales didn't use police or uh, military against against the people, and they didn't use it at this time again. And but the, but, but the cities were were closed. We had like uh, three weeks of of general strike, and when it, it was the military, it was the church, and it was evangelical groups also. That that's another uh, big element. So did the working class of the cities, to a large extent, they wanted Evo out. Evo out. They were part of these strikes against the Morales government. I think the whole notion of calling the working class in Bolivia is not anything like your what you would recognize as the working class of Europe or the or, or the North America. Um, the differences in wages between the poor and the rich are extreme in Bolivia. There is an executive class. There are people who work uh, in business, uh, and then there are workers, and workers' pay is very very low. And a lot of the workers are in mining, they're in the coca business, they're, uh, they work on farms. You know, most of the work, not all of the work is in the cities. Um, I think one thing to add, though, about what happened when Avo st stood down, you ask why he stood down. Um, the, it got pretty personal. There was a lot of burnings of houses. I, I went to see Avo here in Buenos Aires, and he explained how his his own sister's house was burnt out. And she asked him, she told him what, what she thought he should do. I mean, there was a lot of burnings. There was a lot of intimidation. People were beaten. There, were, there, there was a lot of nasty stuff going on. I mean, 
Carlos can fill in on the details, but Ava was seriously intimidated. And I honestly think he was afraid of much more violence if he didn't step down. So since the coup, what's been happening? Okay, well, shortly after the coup, there was a lot more violence. Uh, and that violence was, was largely by the military and the police. Um, the International Human Rights Clinic, the IHRC, uh, which is a member of uh, Harvard Law School and the University Network for Human Rights, the UNHR, again in Harvard, um, recognized disconcerting patterns of human rights violations. Basically, they talked about four things. They said there was state violence against prosecutors. They're talking about two massacres that happened in a place called Sakaba and Senkata, two different places. Uh, there was lack of impartiality in investigating this and no access to justice. Uh, there was persecution of dis, of dis, dissidents of any kind of dissent, including, uh, uh, people who, uh, work for, um, newspapers. And in fact, the newspapers are all controlled or have been shut down. People have even been uh, arrested for that. And um, there's also civilian and para-state violence. This is something we're very familiar with in South America. This is when uh, people who may or may not be members of the military or the police uh, act separately, but uh, with a nod and a wink from the police. In other words, the police allow certain things to happen which are very violent, which included, for example, uh, taking one mayor in the, uh, uh, of, of a city, uh, a woman, and uh, stripping her of her clothes and marching her through the city and painting her and attacking her. There's been a, a fair number of people who've been arrested and tortured. It's, it's been pretty serious. And I think one of the most important things is on the 14th of November in 2019, a presidential executive order was signed by Janine Agnes Chavez, which is a real name. And Article 3 of that said, personnel of the armed forces who participate in operations for the restoration of internal order and public stability shall be exempt from criminal liability. In other words, she basically said whatever violence is necessary to keep public order for her was acceptable and whoever did that, whether police or military, will not be prosecuted. That caused a lot of problems. You're talking about the mood in the cities. One is people are uh, getting fed up with the blockades because life was already pretty tough because of the uh, uh, COVID-19 and, and the the closing down of much of the economy. Uh, on the other hand, they have a government and a president who's been uh, encouraging uh, essentially uh, murder gangs and terrible violence and repression. And, and it's continuing right now, if I understand it correctly, the, there's supposed civilians attacking the uh, people organizing the blockade. But it's, I think, the kind of civilians Tony's talking about, wink, wink, nudge, nudge from the police sort of organizing this in one way or the other. Uh, so uh, what, what, uh, what do the people of the, the majority, do you think, of the people of the city, or is it so divided you can't answer this, what do they want politically? Yeah, um, 
first uh, I, I think when i when, when i was out this minute i was out i was saying that uh, just just to to close that the the former uh question uh there was a lot of surprise at, at the at the moment in back in october there were like three weeks it happened really fast it was three weeks and i think the people in the mass they weren't able to organize to respond or to you know to to come up with a, an, an answer it was a moment of doubt the 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 fraud the fraud accusation was all over and it deslegitimized uh, evo morales a lot so it had an impact even on on its own supporters at this moment um the, the situation is is really different people I, people i think needs to work I, i've been in and out of the city because i'm i'm moving to a, a rural area and you see you see a lot of work you see a lot of of of, of uh, laboring in the countryside you, people really need to work at this moment people really need uh, the stability we had in, in in the years past uh this this situation here with the the closing of the economy and the mix with the the political crisis is you know really um it's going to have a, a a real big cost and i don't know how how i think we're just in the first maybe half of this crisis because the next government will not be able to uh to stand if it does not negotiate its uh situation with the mass because uh the 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 results of the election will make the mass if if they don't make a president they will have maybe majority in the in the congress so it will be difficult to to govern it will be uh, gov- governing with the the consequences of this closing at, at, that we have at this moment so i think we have like one year or maybe one year and a half of you know instability uh that could uh force mm, my 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 personal fears it could cause could cause uh, a devaluation of the boliviano which would you know send us into a deeper crisis so there's a lot of 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 you know bad bad weather <laughs> ahead ahead of us i think that's what people is fearing most you see professional people trying to make a living on any little business they have that that's the mood in the cities at this moment you have uh, uh firms that are uh, um, trying to make the the, the lo- trying to lower the wages of of its personal uh there's a lot of people being sent to the streets because uh the, the, there are firms that are uh, closing at the moment um and it, it it's already a country with a lot of informality economic informality people selling things on the streets so uh the the, the formal sector is uh, also feeling uh, a, lo- a lot of a lot of economic pressure at this moment i think uh, that that's pretty much much the situation for us there was a, a report that the police are not as directly involved in repressing the uh, blockades they're using these paramilitary supposedly civilian groups and one of the reports uh, on democracy now uh, one of the guests said that there's some report that some of the police are refusing to go attack the blockades have you heard anything about this um not not really heard but i wouldn't be surprised i think the the the, the police and the military um, there was a, also genuine support for for mass and for evo morales during the, the past years 
So it wouldn't be surprised that there there would be some declaration of, about we're not repressing people because we don't feel, and we don't feel this government, uh, this transition government is, uh, you know, entitled to to do such a thing. So I think, and you can say it's still it's still half and half, maybe less than half. Okay, but there are still people that support Evo Morales, and the, and the polls have showed that the the that there's around. 30%, it was like two months ago, it said that Evo Morales' party had uh, around 30%, maybe more of the vote. After all the political crisis, they still are in that situation. Well, it's it's really, you know, it's going to be difficult for the next government to 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 really, you know, stand and, and to, to really govern during the, the next four years. Well, one thing I didn't understand, uh, I don't know, Tony or Carlos, uh, after 14 years of governing, how could Evo not know and have a loyal command in the armed forces? How, how was he not able to put his people there? Well, basically because, because the situation in the cities was you had families blocking streets, you had no circulation, no economy running for three weeks in the country. But who were those families? What what class were those families from economically? Uh, all classes, all classes. You can say it's pretty much, you know, spread. It's pretty much uh, spread in all the the, 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 the classes of, of the society. The, 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 the rejection as well as the support It's really... You can you can say they're just the poor, you just the middle class, just the higher class. You have parts of one, most parts of the other one. You have it's it's a really complex map. So the situation back in October was the the cities the cities were closed. There was no circulation. You had uh, this city where where I live, Santa Cruz de la Sierra, is the the the, the economic engine of the country. It was completely stopped after after. Uh, I don't know. We, we we never had that three three weeks uh, closure in in this country. Never, never. So it was an impact, uh, and it, and it was and in the other side, it was really bad managed uh, communication management from the Evo Morales government. They they they. I think after all that, they were really tired and really um, they didn't know how to handle the situation, and and they just you know were each day they were losing some some. Point and they were uh, considering this, considering that. Finally, the Evo appeared to say, "Okay, let's go to to uh, a second round uh, of voting." And it was already too late. The, the situation degraded really, really fast for 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 uh, you know for a well organized uh, response from the government that would involve uh, their support in 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 the in, in the people. Uh, Tony, just finally, uh, United States recognized this coup government. The Canadian government recognized this coup government, which, you know, in theory, goes against everything they claim to believe about uh, supporting democracy in Latin America. Uh, now you get the elections postponed over and over uh, and you uh, get a situation where who knows what the atmosphere for the elections are going to be. Um, is there any even hint from either Canada or the United States or Europe, for that matter, of uh, putting pressure on this government to actually have elections? I haven't seen anything from, from North America at all. However, uh, there are two external groups that are working actively to, to try and get uh, everybody back to the table and 
get rid of this violence. <clears throat> One of them is the European Union. Uh, they have people in there, and they actually, for example, when um, when Agnes, uh wrote the decree, which basically said to the to the military that they would not be prosecuted uh, for using uh, violence, and that led to uh, two different um, groups being killed. Uh, 20, 30 people dying in the streets and no policeman or military person being being hurt at that time. When that happened, um, the European Union stepped in and actually helped to calm that and back that off. They were getting involved. The other ones are the United Nations. The United Nations are quite active in there too. And as I said, the United Nations were working also with a, a bishop out of El Alto in, uh, in La Paz who recently, uh, this week, died of, uh, of COVID. Um, I, think, I think what we're really seeing right now is kind of a panic. Um, the, the mass still runs uh, the, um, it runs the, uh, the Congress. It still has more seats in the Congress, those that can actually get to their seats. I mean, a lot of mass people have been stuck in, in the Mexican embassy and have not been allowed out. Uh, others are outside the country and uh, fear for their lives. I mean, it's it, it got fairly violent there. But one of the what's left of the mass managed to work through a law which says that no ex-minister, including the president, and they're talking about the current interim president. In fact, they refer to her as the female president, presidenta, will be allowed to leave the country until it is clear that all. Uh, all corruption um, possibilities are denounced in for the next few uh, for the last few months. In other words, anything that had happened as, as regards corruption in the last few months will need to be attended to before anyone can leave the country. Now, this is something that Omar Aguiar, uh, one of the the mass people, actually got this law through. So, what you're seeing here is basically they're closing the door behind. What is going to be a finally, hopefully, a, a, you know, I mean, they've, they've delayed it so many times, an election that most likely the mass will win, possibly even the first round this time again, because they're very strong people. A, a probably important too, I think, is to note that they are trying to litigate against the two main um, people uh, who are standing for president and vice president. So that's, you know, Arce and... Uh, Chukawanka. Chukawanka, the, the vice president. Both of those are standing and they're both, uh, they're both, uh, they're trying to, um, to connect them to the violence in the streets so that they won't be able to stand. So again, if all of this works out this way and, and, and they close the door behind these things, the, the, these people who, who, who have only been in power for a few months, but have, have been doing the kind of legal work that you're not supposed to do if you're just waiting for the next election. They have been actively changing laws. So if they close the door behind them, I think what we probably will see is threats of violence against them. Uh, this has happened before. This has happened before with, with various people. And actually some of those people have been brought back into Bolivia, even though they're facing charges, uh, in, in the past. They've been brought back into Bolivia and they've been brought back into the government. So I think that, I think this is a, this is a play from the point of the point of view of the people who are actually in government at the moment, trying to find themselves a, 
a safe exit, and it's not going to happen by the look of things. I think there are threats of violence against them too. And I'd like to actually hear what, what, what Carlos thinks in regards to, as regards to that law, the one by Omar Aguilar to close the gate behind. Well, let me, let me add a question to your question. Will this government leave? It's kind of a Trump question people are asking in the United States. Uh, or will they push the coup further and try to rule in spite of losing the elections? And, 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 and then the question is, what role would the military play? Would the military insist on, on a transfer of power according to the Constitution? Or would the military uh, exert violence and, and protect this coup government? So it's kind of two questions. Tony's question is, what about the threats of violence to the coup government? And my question is, are they really going to go if they lose the election? Yeah, well, uh, I think that what Tony said is related to what I was saying before, that there is this uh, extremely extreme extremist uh, wing on the, on the inside the mass that is now turning out uh, to the streets, to the, to the highways, and could, you know, uh, be prepared to, to do some violence or to provoke some violence or to resist some violence in, 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 in which case we will be uh, deepening the, the, the crisis. On the other hand, if, if the, the current government is going to accept the election, well, it wouldn't be the first time that we see one country that votes what uh, the, the you know the, the the current powers don't don't really want and uh, the 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 results of the election are not you know put into 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 place so it has happened before um given the the, the external supports that this uh, transition government has it it's i think it's a possibility they're as as tony said they're trying to to tie uh, the mass candidates to violence to try to avoid them from being candidates. And that's been, at, at this moment, the other thing is you, you hear the language, they're calling terrorists, uh, all the people uh, who are blocking um, uh, streets and, and highways, they're being called uh, terrorists and there is uh, law being invoked uh, and, and law being called on upon them. Mm, so I think they're Trying to, you know, to revert the the, the apparent uh, result of the election before it happens, because it will be really hard to, you know, to let it go, to let go the 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 power that they have waited so long to get that for fourteen years of waiting, to not be able to hold on to it for more than a few months. It, it will be really difficult. What will the military do? I think it will be divided. I think one that's one of the risks. But on the other hand, you you can see that what happened to Evo was that it he, he apparently broke the, the the social contract of the vote. So if you broke it, you, you if you break it again as as a transition government, it will be a, a really you know tense a tense situation, and 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 we will be maybe closer to violence. I I, I don't really think there's um, enough, uh, you know, enough resentment or, or enough uh, hate inside Bolivian society as to to have a, a, a prolonged conflict as we have seen in Colombia or in other uh, countries in, in, in Latin America. But I think we could have, 
But like what happened here in 2003, we had uh, the, the Gonzalo Sanchez de Lozada government expelled after 70, 73 deaths in La Paz. So Bolivia is, Bolivia knows about these violence episodes, and, and it, it could happen. It, it could happen again. It's it's really not not out of the question, and, and that's what everyone fears, and that's what it's inside of, of political calculation at the moment. Mm. I, this is my third final question to you, Tony, uh, and Carlos. If you want to jump in afterwards, too, how heavy, how direct is the American hand in all of this? Um, it's not direct at all. Um, the uh, U.S. is playing its cards close to the table. Um, I think maybe Carlos has more of an inside knowledge of of what's really going on there. But I, what we can see is a lot of um, support for the current government, interim government, which it doesn't deserve. It's it, it has never been elected. It won't be elected. You mean support from the Americans? Support from the U.S., yes. Well, I, I think if you see the actions of the this transition government, they expelled the Cuban uh, doctors that were acting all around the country, and they have severed ties with the ALBA and with UNASUR, and they have, you know, then you can see clearly where's, where, where we're going and what's behind the, the government. I, 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 can, I can say that. I can say that. Uh, UNASUR and, and ALBA organizations created partly with uh, Hugo Chavez in Venezuela and, and Lula in Brazil, seen as organizations that were helping to make more uh, Latin America freer from American control. Yep, exactly. Also, I think it's important to see that the current government, uh, the current interim government, has also joined the group of Lima which was the group that was against uh, um, the current government in Venezuela. So they, they've moved to the right. Right. They've moved into the American umbrella. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. And thank you for joining us on the analysis.news podcast, this time in partnership with other news. <laughs>